who is Dr. Johnny? Why do I care? Why do I care that you care? Why do I care that you care that I care? Find out on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hey everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Pushback. I'm Dr. Johnny, and I want to promise you that I'm not planning on talking about me uh, very much in these podcasts, other than to tell you stories and experiences from my life. But I do think it's important that you understand who I am, my passions, uh, what motivates me and drives me, what has compelled me to sit at this table in front of this microphone and share my heart with you. I think it's important that you understand my background uh, and uh, my life so that hopefully I can compel you to lean into this message to desire to hear these podcasts so that we as Christian families can impact and engage the culture. I have had many hats and life experiences. Uh, as of November of 2019, I turned 50. Uh, so we're starting here in 2020. I'm a 50-year-old, uh, which gives me 50 years of life experience. Uh, and I will... Um, try to share a little bit about my experiences and my background so that you know what motivates me. So let's start with the obvious. I'm Dr. Johnny. Uh, I am a medical doctor. Uh, I have uh, been trained and board certified in family medicine. I've been practicing, uh, or I have practiced 12 years uh, full-scope family medicine. We live in a very rural area in central Minnesota. Uh, and so those of you who remember Little House in the Prairie, I'm kind of a Dr. Baker type. Uh, uh, for 12 years, really did full-scope family medicine, which included geriatrics, pediatrics, uh, delivering babies. Uh, it's been truly a privilege to share with my community uh, and be part of their families. The last six years, however, I've switched to full-time emergency medicine. Uh, because I like it, I really do enjoy the work, but also because of, and I'll share this in a few minutes, because of the ministry and uh, other demands on my life, it's been good to have shift work where I can work in the emergency department, I can work when I'm home, and then when I'm traveling and speaking, I'm able to schedule off those times. So I really do enjoy being in emergency medicine. No two days are alike. Uh, and it's been a privilege uh, to be part of that and remain in this community serving the people here. Uh, as a physician, it has allowed me uh, sort of a front row seat to see the functional and the dysfunctional aspects of family and culture. I have truly seen the good, the bad, and the ugly of family dynamics, of relational dynamics, uh, and I've been able to see these. And it's funny because when you are put in that position repeatedly and daily, really you have a choice to make. A choice of either going into the fetal position and saying, there's nothing we can do. We can just 
uh, implement damage control. Or we can stand up and rise up and say, you know, maybe there's something broken in our culture. Maybe our culture isn't healthy. And maybe we, as Christian families, the salt and light of the earth, maybe we play a role in transforming, setting, and even shaping the culture. I believe that with my whole heart. Uh, This year, 2020, uh, I will have been married to my beloved wife for 25 years. My wife's name is Amy, and she is the love of my life and, and partner in everything that we are doing and that the Lord is drawing us into, including this podcast and the ministry and obviously in our family and life. It's been a privilege to be with her. Um, my wife happens to be a fantastic wife, uh, and, uh, and those of you who know her know her to be an incredible mother. And so don't be surprised if she is a, a frequent and often resource for this podcast, uh, as well as a guest that I can interview and uh, receive from her as well. So I will look forward to introducing you to her in the future. It marks 23 years as a father. Uh, we have eight children. We get a lot of responses about having eight children and Over the course of these podcasts, I'm sure I can share many stories uh, about uh, raising these children. You know, having eight children does not make me a parenting expert. Um, It just means that we've had more chances to get it right, Uh, more uh, at-bats, so to speak. It's uh, Parenting is the most wonderful and humbling job you will ever have. And if you are a parent listening to this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Let me give you just a little bit of my testimony. Uh, I was raised in a Christian home uh, by dynamic parents who refused to uh, play church. They, uh, at least in my lifetime, sought the authentic uh, worship. They, They sought authentic teaching about who Jesus was. And I was raised in that dynamic environment. And that has shaped and, and given me a lot of identity in my life. Uh, in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm the perfect person to talk about uh, relationships, uh, health, dynamics in marriages and families, as well as in our culture, uh, because I was actually raised in a super healthy home. Now, you may say, ah, it'd be more interesting if you had a testimony of, of devastation or dysfunction and a redemption story. But hear me in this, I believe in this day and age, in the culture that we live in, a young man raised in a healthy home with parents who have sown into them is actually becoming extremely rare. So I believe my story is rare, but I think it's deeper than that because despite all of the relational advantages that I have had and have been raised into, I believe I still struggle with identity, with purpose, with the things that I do, with with performance and performance anxieties that we all face. We, We were born into a war, and I believe that the enemy continues to want to destroy us and to break apart families and to bring a spirit of division on the earth. So despite my relational advantages, I still struggle with these things, and and the Lord is still, still speaking to me about 
the ways that I think and the ways that I process and, and challenging me to not only know why I'm living a certain way, but challenging me to be able to defend it and to speak about it and to engage the culture and explain to them why I live a certain way. And I want to relay that to you. When I began my medical practice here in central Minnesota, and we began to have children and more children and more children, I almost began to become a little disheartened because I would ask the Lord as I felt being drawn into doing what I'm doing today, which is speaking and, and, and proclaiming the gospel and, and, and sharing my love for the Lord with people. As he began to stir that in me, I, I realized that I didn't really have time for that. There was no margin in my life. And I, I remember even saying, you know, Lord, am I only supposed to be a husband and father? I'm embarrassed to say that a little bit now, but that was what was stirring within me. And it was interesting at that time, uh, my pastor here in our small town began to give me opportunities as he would go <laughs> deer hunting. He would give me the pulpit at church and said, hey, Johnny, why don't you come and, and share the message? And it's interesting when you are asked to actually share the message at church, it actually requires you to open the Bible and actually read what the Bible says about you. <laughs> And so I began on this journey of perhaps self-discovery and, and spirit discovery as the father began to very gently tell me what he felt about me. And I'm going to become a little emotional during this part of my testimony because every time I share this story, I, I'm brought back to that place, that precious place where a father began to speak to me as a father speaks to a son. And my wife was going through a very similar transformation in her life of, of radical love of a father. And he began to speak to me. And, and the things that motivated me, uh, I, like I said, raised in a, in a real solid Christian home. But I, uh, I felt like if I could perform better, then I would be loved more. And I felt like the father in heaven felt that way about me, too. And I remember walking around my property and he began to speak to me and he began to convince me that I was loved for just who I was. It didn't matter the things that I was doing, that he loved me because I was his son. And I remember where I was standing on my property when I said to him, I said, Father, as long as I'm eating from your table, I'm satisfied. And I remember even saying, even if that means just being a husband and a father. And it began a real transformation in our lives in the Clausen home as we began to lean into being just loved by a father. It's amazing that you can be raised in a Christian home and know that Jesus loves you, but not fully understand that he was actually sent by a father who pursued us and wanted to have relationship with us. A never-ending, pursuing love of a father. So I did one of the most brave things I've ever done in my life, and I would recommend that you do this at some point, maybe soon. I sat down with a plain piece of paper, an empty paper, and I sat before the father and I said, Daddy, what do you want me to do? See, at that point in our life, we were doing a lot for the Lord. We were running hard for the Lord, but we weren't listening to his voice. 
We were trying to earn his affection and his love. So I said, Daddy, what do you want me to do? And my list was very short. But the first thing that he told me was go home and play board games with your kids. Go home and play board games with your kids. Not exactly the life-changing, world-changing direction I thought he was going to give me. But because this was my new identity as a son, I listened to him. And Amy and I had to make many awkward phone calls because we were doing a lot for him. And it was bearing fruit. But we had to set those things down because now we were connected to the voice of the Father. And so we went through a season that we call our hunkering down season. It was a season where we and I came home from work and we did exactly what he told us to do. We pulled out Risk and Catan and, and card games and we played as a family. We had a very strong, healthy family up until that point, but he wanted to bring it to a new level. And it was interesting that during this season, during the season when I set everything down that I was carrying for him and just did what he told me to do, he began to download things to me about my family. In fact, I would get up in the middle of the night, usually about 2 a.m. I don't know why he speaks to us at 2 a.m. Maybe it's because the only, it's the only time we're actually quiet. Uh, but 2 a.m., he would, he would wake me up and he would give me messages about family. Not your family. It was my family. And I would wake up in the morning and I, I'm not an early riser, but during this season, I certainly was. Pulled out the marker board and began to share the kids with the kids and I had breakfast on the table. Let me tell you what the Lord told me last night. And in much of what I will share, uh, certainly in our ministry, but also in this podcast, is some of those revelations that the Father gave me during that season from his word and from his heart. And we began living in that season. And I will testify to you today that we could have stayed in that place forever. We were satisfied. We were eating from his table and we were satisfied. But there was a day. It was a, a significant day in the Clausen home. I was driving home from the clinic and the Lord told me that what he had been given to us as bread to eat would now need to be seed to sow. And that the message that he gave us now needed to be, to be brought to the world. So I came in through the door and there was Amy and I said, honey, we need to talk. And she looked at me and she said, I know, I heard as well. The Lord talked to her on the same day at the same time. And it was a powerful transformation in our lives. And so we have been drawn out into a family ministry. And my wife and I have been co-founders of GoFam Ministries. And we are ordained ministers, not as a pastor or church leaders, but as family ministers. And we have been set out to travel and speak. Uh, I have written and authored two books, and I'm working on my third on parenting right now. He has been telling me to be a writer for him and to share. I am now an online influencer and uh, with this podcast and with blogs and vlogs, um, you can go to our website, gofam.org, and find out all of the different things that we're doing. Uh, it has been growing and expanding, and we are trying to increase 
our awareness and reach, especially on social media. And like my medical practice, uh, my ministry experience has clearly exposed us to the good, the bad, and the ugly of family and our culture. I don't shy away from that. I, I have been instructed to lean into that and to, to bring light and hope and that we as Christian families, we're the answer. We're, it's the reason that we're here. But the last thing I want to share with you about myself is that I am opinionated. You can ask my wife. It's true. I am very opinionated. And I believe that that is God-given. I, I don't want to apologize for that because I think he has placed a fire inside of me. And I am willing to engage culture and be that person to push back. Now, just because I'm opinionated doesn't mean that I'm right. My wife will tell you that as well. But I'm willing to begin. I'm willing to be the instigator of discussions. The discourse that makes this country great. This country was founded on debate and discourse. Make no mistake about it that this podcast is therapeutic for me. I have things inside of me that need to get out. And if they don't get out, I could maybe spontaneously combust or explode or something dramatic like that. So I want to say thank you for listening to me. And I'm hoping that you will continue to support and share this podcast. Um, and because I have a desire to share these things inside of me. And the biggest problem I'm going to face every week is not what I'm going to say, but what has to wait for future episodes because it is bubbling inside of me. People have said about me, and, and I don't mean this in an arrogant way, but I, I'm, I, I do want to give you my resume. But I'm able, people say that I'm able to articulate what they are thinking. People have come to me quite often and say, I, I always knew what you said was true, but I didn't know how to say it. And so I hope through this podcast, I can give you the language. I can give you, hopefully this podcast can be a reference for further discussion. Now, I can't remove who I am. I am, I am a Christian and this podcast will have a Christian perspective. Many would say that politically I'm a conservative Christian, but I'm also an equal opportunity opinionist. I don't know if the word opinionist is a word, but my opinions uh, will strike at every aspect of culture. And by saying that, I'm saying that I'm not taking sides. I want healthy culture, and I, and I will tell you right off the bat that the church hasn't always been healthy. The Republicans haven't always been healthy. The Democrats haven't always been healthy. The country and the culture that drives us has not always been healthy. And so I want to address all of these things from a cultural perspective. Will I get into the nitty-gritty of politics? Probably not, but I will talk about politics from a cultural standpoint. I care about politics, and I, I watch it very closely. But what but what I'm most passionate about is to be able to talk about politics from a place of honor so that we can make real change, so that we don't just shout and yell at each other and nothing ever changes. There is division 
and there is divisiveness in our culture. And it's we, as Christian families, we are the ones that need to rise up and to bring healthy discourse to our culture. I want to defend and endorse his ways. Culture is the ways of living. For more on culture, listen to my first podcast. I talk about his ways and that his ways are higher than our ways. See, I think it's important when we speak in Christian circles, we can defend the way we live and how we act because, quote, the Bible says so. And that's valid. And believe me, it's more than enough. His word is absolutely true. But it isn't sufficient when we engage the culture and when we engage non-Christians. We need to be able to defend why his ways are higher, not just because the Bible says they are. And so I want to give language. I want to be able to discuss the cultural aspects in which we live. I remember somebody said to us, to Amy and I, and this really became something that, that struck us strongly, that we are to live a life that requires an explanation. I, I just love that. I've, I've refused to live life any other way. And I submit that to you, that you live a life that requires an explanation. That people come to you and say, you are living counterculturally. Why? Why? And that you are able to articulate that to them so that they desire it. See, I think we can provoke divine jealousy because his ways are higher than our ways and we can demonstrate a higher way. And I guarantee you that people will want it. People are hungry. They're hungry for health and wholeness. They want their families to be whole and healthy. They are hungry for family. And if we can demonstrate it, if we can articulate it, if we can tell them why we live differently, if we live a life that requires an explanation. So I want to share my heart in these podcasts with you. I think uh, my plan is to have these be 30 minutes or less so that you can listen to these while you're getting ready in the morning or driving to and from work. But I'd also have you consider using this podcast for family discussions or even devotions because it will implement and drive discussion, especially with your children. This could be a perfect non-preachy way to connect with your teenagers about topics that affect them every day and begin a discussion. Remember, they don't have to agree with me, but we need to start having the discussion. I think this will be perfect for youth groups and give them language to defend the way and the ways that they live. I think this would be perfect for marriage, family, or parenting groups to just begin having a real engaging discussion about our culture and how we raise our children and raise our children to interact with the culture. So that's an introduction to who I am. Hopefully you can appreciate the passion that's inside of me. And so I just would like to make a few pledges to you as the host of Pushback. Number one is that I will approach every topic 
with honor. In fact, honor is going to be the topic of my next podcast, episode number three. And I will try to the best of my ability to see the other side of these topics because I am just one perspective. Number two is I will be movable. (laughs) I don't have the answers to every question and I'm certainly not right about everything. So please, this this is super important to me that you are willing to leave questions and comments, that you are willing to have a discussion even within this podcast. It's so important that even if you disagree with me, that you're able to engage me with honor about the topics that we bring up and approach. And the third pledge I will make to you, and for those of you who know me, know that this won't be a problem, but I will not compromise or temper my passion. At times I may raise your eyebrows and and at times this will be hard hitting. I'm not going to hold back because this is what the Lord is telling me to do. And we need to, as hard as the culture is pushing us, we need to push back. See, we set the culture. We shape the culture. So I care. I care about culture. I care about your family. I truly, deeply care. And I care that you care. And I care that you care that I care. So together, we can go and shape the culture.